0: back to the Intervention Podcast. This is episode number seven, and something slightly different today with a before and after float tank experience. I'm joined by my guest from the very first episode, my good friend and cousin, Mr. Tim Rowley, 2020, who's also live on Periscope today. So, Tim, tell us what, what we're doing today. Tell your listeners.
1: Right. Um, so, in Periscope, as well as, as, well as obviously the uh, podcast, basically... Um, What me and Jay are doing uh, tomorrow is we're we're travelling up to Manchester um, to a flotation tank, Um, basically um, it it is um, a tank where, for those of you that aren't sure, I'm sure Jay will will go over this um, shortly, Going into a flotation tank, um, which is full of, of water, which is, is heated to your body temperature, full of Epsom salts in a nutshell, um, and you float, and it's, it's meditative in, in nature, and we're just we're looking to, to talk about our expectations of it, and then tomorrow speak about um, anything else. So for those of you on, on, on Periscope now, um, as well, if you've got any questions as we go through, we'll, we'll answer those. We'll we'll answer all. them. It's going to be
0: my third time in a float tank and had some good good experiences in the past you may also know it as a sensory deprivation tank a isolation tank as shoshin zen is actually on periscope now talking about flotation tank currently the culturally accepted uh name for them i think i was listening to one recently where the sensory deprivation name sounded a bit torturous but i guess that is in a way what it is that like Tim said, it's water that's heated up to the same temperature as your skin. It's dark, you can't see, there's no sound. Mm. And so all those senses are shut off, which I actually quite like. But other people, it might sound a little oh. bit scary. Probably go in the tank, and yeah, there's going to be uh, expectations, thoughts. Obviously, I've got a bit more experience than Tim, so Tim's a complete noob to it. So what what are your thoughts going in, Tim?
1: Well, I um, I don't anticipate it, I don't think, to be... I anticipate obviously relaxation, but in the same respect, I don't know if I think it's going to be comfortable for the whole way through. And I don't mean um, physical comfort, I mean um, obviously being on your own with those sensory, you know, the the normal senses taken away. It could get uncomfortable, you know, with thoughts, um, but then I I suppose that's that's where the meditation comes in. I've never meditated. I don't think for longer than I think probably forty minutes is probably the longest I've done, and that's been in you know in an upright position. So the focus, and I think with meditation, I think you find this um, core. If you are sitting upright and your heads up, you you find you're able to focus a bit more because um, your posture sort of mirrors the kind of you know mirrors what you're thinking. Maybe sometimes, and and if if your head drops, sometimes you go into maybe you know your mind starts wandering off. Whereas if you bring it back up, you start feeling a bit more focused. Because you're gonna be lying down, I don't know what effect that's gonna have on the meditate the meditative side of it. hmm So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that if I'm honest. Because it should be quite interesting. And it, you know, it's an error alone with nothing but your mind. So again, don't necessarily anticipate the whole thing to be fully comfortable, but I'm looking yeah. forward to see see how it feels.
0: It's a challenge, and as well, with the first float, people often say it's a bit of, you have to acclimatise to it, so it's going to be a bit of an alien thing, and yeah. uh, not, like, uh, Joe Rogan, for example, I know, has got one in his basement, I think he can probably just get in and be fully comfortable, because it's, like, something he does a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, for me, there'll still be a bit of getting used to it, mm. because I've not done it for, like, the best part of the year now. Yeah. But there's kind of, like, best position to get into, and... Uh, obviously strategies the meditation strategies will serve you well like yeah. the breathing and everything you've learned with that regard mm. but generally it's just you know have probably have very few expectations and just go just in go and see what it's it. like just
1: go with it. yeah I mean um, like you say for, there's, there's going to be I mean I'll, I'll, there's questions that I still need to ask you about it really like the size of it I'm not sure how big it actually is, is going to be you know um, and on the physical side of it is there do you generally seem to just float in one place or do you seem to be moving with the flood- like, like, how does it? Okay, if you're floating so in the sea, you'd be kind of moving around. You? Is, is this just very still? Stum- yes, yeah, so
0: I'll tackle both questions. So the size of the tank, it's like very much coffin sized in terms of length. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit bigger. It, it's more than big enough for you, both in width and length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So size-wise, it's not really an issue, even for someone who's like above average height, I wouldn't say, which, which we both are. Yeah. And then the the moving around it, you do move around somewhat, which again is about getting comfortable in the tank and trying mm-hmm. not to fidget too much. But you'll also maybe have the sensation of moving, even though you're not moving. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, I've had times before when yeah. I'm convinced that I'm floating off, and any minute I'm going to hit the side of the tank.
1: And you just still.
0: But yeah, I must, it, it must be a, a perception more than a. a reality. So is it, is
1: it a feeling of floating sideways, or a feeling? Did, did you get a feeling of maybe? like moving down and up like almost mm. like vertical movement i can't
0: say i've had down and up much yeah. almost like around a fixed point like a yeah quack. yeah
1: just moving like a rotational one like just yeah, rotating yeah. like horizontally around yeah, yeah. so
0: it, we i think it's called a samadhi tank what we're going in yeah. which is like the the more expensive ones uh some of the comments on periscope from is it john
1: yeah, John, Shoshin.
0: Yeah, John said, we were talking about the Zen flow tanks a minute ago, and they're the ones I was telling you about the other day, which is your affordable float tank, which is, I think, comes yeah. smaller, cheaper, but nonetheless good. But we, we'll be in a much bigger one, and yeah. technologically a bit more advanced on that side. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it maybe a bit more comfort the well, that, Yeah. I think one of the things that I... I think one of the things... Bring coming back to meditation, because this is what we spoke about before, is I'm gonna de- definitely try and go through the stages that I go through with my meditation. So once I'm comfortable, um and John if you've got any tips um on Periscope at the minute, because it sounds like you've um, Shoshin's done, done some of this sort of stuff, um any tips for us then they would be obviously well received. But um I'm, I'm think I'm I'm gonna go through the whole like sense, the whole like Getting my body sensitized to the feeling of it, so like the way my body would feel in the water, and and, and that, and then a slow sort of a real, real slow sort of um, body scan, um, all the way down, and then just on, just just to rest on the breathing for for up until you know it finishes, yeah. and try and obviously move with the obviously thoughts, not get carried away with the with the whole thought process of it.
0: Yeah. These kitchen lights are a nightmare. It's a bit like being in a flotation tank, <laughs> yeah. actually, the with minute. these lights going out. Uh, technology. So John's tip has just come in there saying a good set of earplugs. Now, I can't remember if the place we're going to tomorrow, which I've been to before, whether they give earplugs or not. All I will say is, from my experience last time, is sound wasn't a problem. It was... Yeah. I can't remember if they had them or not, but it, the sound was taken at the equation, so that was fine. And they, in fact, I don't think we did, because at the end of the, ta- of the float... Yeah. You know it's over because they play music in like meditation music. So I'm guessing there was no earplugs involved, which wasn't a problem. But
1: on a more th- practical level, as well, did you say? You, sorry, did you say you had the earplugs when you last time? No, I think
0: the first time I ever floated, it was in what was called like a flotation room. So it wasn't like uh, close a uh, lid and emergent, it's immersion. It was yeah. floating in a, a a room more so. It was a dark room, but it wasn't pitch black, and there yeah. was some sounds I could hear. So it wasn't sensory deprived as much as tomorrow yeah. will be. And that time, I think I did wear earplugs, but not in this one because the tank is up to the job. I would say
1: on a comfort level as well. And this might sound like a silly question, but if you're sort of fl- if you're floating on the top and your ears, let's say your ears were sort of dipping in and out, that'd give you sensation. there, would and maybe potentially, like John just said on uh, on, on periscope, take you away from not the immersion of it. And you know, you'd be thinking, oh, that's that's starting to bother me. Yeah. Like that, the fact that that's as in the same way it might bother you if like water was splashing you on the face as you're going through, like to potentially sort of put you off, kind of thing. But yeah, does that does that even come into it? Does that do I can't like remember.
0: I think obviously the surface of the water you would imagine would give some sort of sensation, but the temperature is so well done that you barely notice it. I don't think, and maybe in the ears because you've got like the cavities there and whatnot that mm. it gets in a bit. But I think if you've got your your position nailed and you've got your head in a comfortable position, that won't hopefully happen. If you're moving around too much, then you will feel the water. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But if you're fully, fully still. Yeah. I mean, in the most successful sort of meditations that I've had, um, particularly ones outside, they've always, I've always been able to judge them. I was saying this to you the other day, wasn't I, about, about mm-hmm. coming out of it and then almost looking around and being like, oh, right, I'm here. Like, I could have been anywhere then in the world. Yeah. But because that was, you know, like I was there and then you, you kind of almost become completely switched off from where you are and it becomes just you. I think if, again, not wanting to have too much expectation, but if I was to come out of it and be like, right, I'm in, I'm in the tank and I hadn't an even, yeah. that, that had just gone from my mind, that would, to me, symbolise some sort of, of, like, knowing that I was in a deep level of, like, relaxation or like meditative state or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever you could not say it is. Now on on a on a real sort of plus side of it, I'm. Uh, my, I say my expectations aren't are huge. I'm just looking forward to to the experience of it. Really, yeah. just the, the not knowing side of it is.
0: And it's that novelty. Novelty is a good way to get yourself into a meditative state or the flow state. You might hear it called like if you do something you've never done before, whether it's like skydiving or a different job for a day or whatever it is. You, you become more concerned with the present moment because yeah. it's not mundane, and mundane becomes almost yeah. the opposite of the meditative state sometimes for me. And because it's a novelty to you, I think naturally thoughts of past and future and stuff, which is which you like to get from a meditation, will, will yeah. happen. Yeah, cloud it. I think where it can become as like not as good as exp- experience as you think is some people hear it and they think like I'm going to go out of body, and I'm going to have some visionary experience, and then it can like it just maybe doesn't doesn't live up to your expectations, so the fewer expectations the better which I would say it you can apply to life as well so being just concerned with the present is better than thinking you know what's going to happen or wanting something to happen
1: does that whole idea of well as well as um where you're just talking about new experiences is I think we we're talking about taking a different journey to work before yeah it becomes out of the norm, so it's not you're not in that autopilot mode and looking at things and I think I mentioned to you before didn't I about I was driving my car on my normal route but you just look at things as slightly different I think I think I was saying it to, I think I was saying it to you about like just that and it's having that like air of curiosity about something isn't it rather than mm. just accepting it for the, it's always there and it's always the same because that's I think where you know you do, that mundaneness starts building into stress and different things like that or can mm. because you're just used to everything and there's no excitement or there's no newness um but yeah
0: so yeah in meditation as well that you hear it referred to as the beginner's mindset mm. so if you take the beginner's mindset into a meditation you often find beginners are kind of love it at first but then it becomes it becomes another mundane task and so yeah, it's yeah. like yeah you know, yeah can't no. well to meditate again and it's the same with like you know like you said going to work mm. doing something for the first time you that beginner's mindset is naturally there
1: yeah, and that's a good definitely a good place to be isn't it having that and I'll, I'll take that in tomorrow into tomorrow like and I'm guessing like the more the more that you do it, it becomes obviously you be you're able to get into like that deeper state, but at the same time you're able to i'll take this one right, there we go got it you're able to get into that deeper state, but at the same time. You're,
0: lo- you're not losing the, like the, the novelty of it kind of thing. Yeah. I'm so. Now, I'm going to reference another podcast here, which was Duncan Trussell's podcast, if anyone's familiar with it. And he had the creator of the Zen float tank, which was just bought up on uh, Periscope, I believe. Uh, so he was the inventor of this affordable float tank, basically. And he said, you know, while it's never been like a particularly visionary experience for him, it's a case of every time he goes in the tank, he gets out and it's like the world takes on a new well Fence. not a new but you see the beauty in things whereas before like you just took everything for granted and you'll come out and almost see like the, the depth of colour and everything because you've gone from zero mm-hmm. input to the senses to like mass input and our brains are processing like millions and millions of bits of data every second and we just sort of take it for granted and almost our brain creates it without the need of that much input in day to day life but in the tank it's like you can just shut off from everything.
1: I suppose it's like in layman's terms, isn't it? Take something away to realise that, you know, takes, as soon as something's not there, you realise that how, much, how important it was or, you know, how much you like it or, or, or you know, along those lines. And I think, um, referring back to Joe Rogan, I remember he made, I think a few years ago, um, Crawley was talking about um, going into his flotation tank Um and he would, he would smoke, wouldn't he, before he goes in? Yeah, um, smoke a joint. Yeah, and, and then he would go in, and then he, w- he said, if there was anything in his life that was bothering him, the tank or the clarity or the stillness of the tank would almost, the state he would get into, it just, his brain would automatically compartmentalize his problems, and then just give him, and just say, right, well, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem this is how I'm going to deal with that, this is how I'm going to deal with that, and this is how I'm going to deal with that. Yeah. And like, obviously he's got one of his own, so that, you know, that's, I don't know how long it's taken him to, to get into that, like that state of being able to feel like that. But he said, you know, he said he's had a lot of like, um, visionary sort of, um, of stuff going in there as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Travelling like down through like crazy tunnels and, and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. I dare say the, the substances help with the visions side of it as well. Mm. Although Duncan Trussell was saying he's, had some kind of visions without any any substance and right. I'd, I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts on that because i think people are very immature when it comes to like visions they think mm. either that you're doing a drug or that it's not real or yeah, yeah. same with like you know we read that near death experience book yeah, yeah, yeah and the way as a culture like we we treat people who've had these experiences is to like mock them yeah and the people in the book who talked about these things most of them didn't actually talk about it in public did they because no, yeah. of the fear of what people think and stuff mm. yeah. I find that interesting like how would you feel about if you let's say you had some crazy vision in the tank tomorrow probably won't happen on your first time yeah. or even any time for some people but yeah. if, I did. if you went in back into work and tried to like describe that experience do you think it would be well received mm. Um, aggressively, you know. It bit depa- bit. I
1: would choose my audience carefully. I think, like, and that that probably answers your question in, me, in the fact that I've said that because I would I would speak to people that would probably be more I wouldn't know would be more accepting of it, and I I, I, I would already know the people that would dismiss it and yeah. just think, what's he going on about? You know. Yeah. I think. Um But that comes back to like um, again the meditation and the, and the the people looking at um, you know perceptions. And I say this. To, I've said this to a few people at work after doing med- meditation with with staff at work. They sort of come up to me and they're like, "You meditate." And I, I, it was almost like it was you were telling them that you were like, you know, an alcoholic or something. Yeah. Just the the look they would be like, oh, "What?" But like in terms of a vision, if I, if that was to happen, I got, you know, chances are very slim. But I would you know I would. I wouldn't probably be as freely sort of explaining of it to people as, as I would other things. Yeah, it's, you know, public perception, isn't it? It does. Even though it might not bother you too much, you just think, well, I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah. Tell people that, that, that I really want to want to kind of tell, but no, you know, excitement is the main, the main uh, emotion I'm feeling about it. I think. Yeah. Definitely, but I'm going back to on Periscope. 'Cause we're obviously recording this podcast as we as we do doing the Periscope. If anyone's got any um questions about the um the float tank, maybe tomorrow we'll do we'll do the same thing tomorrow. Yeah. Following us being on um on the float tank. If anyone's got any any questions about how it went or whatever else, then just ask them and uh and they will be again fondly received
0: And for people that aren't watching this that are listening we are in a kitchen with automatic lighting (laughs) which keeps going out that
1: is a movement sensor so as soon as we stop moving it'll be interesting to see if I don't know if this changed your um, your meditations afterwards do you feel like the float tank had any impact on on that
0: yeah actually and not just meditation but life because I've got this theory that it's not a theory I think it's relatively true that everything you can apply to a good meditation you apply to to life as well and what i got from the tank last time was the fact that our ego or our thinking mind monkey mind whatever you want to call it it like it, it hangs on to every last thought and it doesn't matter what the the thought is i felt like there would always be like a little bit of that egoic uh sense to it that would have some sort of opinion on it or whatever else so in the tank for example to put that in context I would first of all like acclimatise to the tank and start thinking oh this is uncomfortable this is nice mm-hmm. this is not nice you know labelling stuff judging yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and then eventually at the time you kind of settle into it and medita- get into the meditative state and then you realise you're in the meditative state yeah. and it, your mind comes say oh I'm relaxed pulls you and out. then it pulls you out and yeah. then you'd, I'd be thinking about thinking about being relaxed and thinking about thinking about thinking about and that would just go on and on and on and on and, on and it, until I got to a point where I said the ego hangs on to every last thought yeah. and it was just like a little mantra that came into my head and then that took me back into like a relaxed place and then I would stay in that relaxed place for however many minutes and then there would be more thinking again and attack and then that would follow that same chain of events until I realized every last thought and that was like that was what took me out of the ego getting in the way of just when I got to the point where I I, I realised it was every last thought I could relax again
1: but the acceptance of it I suppose as well accepting accepting that well if you were in the tank at the time is was is is what would have helped you get back into the the relaxation mode isn't it I suppose
0: why don't we define the ego for anyone out there who's listening or because I think ego is a term with just like the word God or the word universe or the word drug it's like a word with baggage so if I said to you now after you know you're Meditation experience, or whatever, or yeah. read an Eckhart Tolle, for example. Yep. If I said, "What is the ego?" What would you say?
1: I would say it's hard to again hard to define, but I would say it's the part it's the part of you that is concerned about everything that's going on. So I would almost say it's like so. For example, to to put that into into layman's terms what people think, what other people think, Um, the way you look, the way you sound, just... (laughs) Checking that hair. Yeah, just on Periscope, just checking my hair as I said that. Um, Yeah, so the way you look, the way you sound, everything that is, you know, and there's there's material aspects to it, you know, there's... um, But then again, you know, there's the, the... And I think, I think those personal, I personally think those things are positive. Like, mm-hmm. come on to that. Like thinking and taking concern about the way you look, concerning, being concerned about the way you sound, being concerned about the way you appear to others, is a massive, massively important thing. And, I mean, if you don't worry about those things, or you're not concerned with those things, that has the knock-on effect then, because you, you know, if you if you go out into public and you think, oh, I don't look very good today, or for a girl, for example, going out with no makeup. And, and like a you know like a gym clothes would let be less likely to interact with someone because they were too concerned with what they're yeah. not know? to
0: say she shouldn't do that but right. just exactly. times and places and yeah yeah
1: and and I think and it's like you were saying the other day and I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent um is it Zachary the the, the guest that you had on? yeah so
0: Zach was from episode three or four the perfect gentleman you should go back and listen if you haven't already go yeah. on
1: and and he's saying about like the ripple effect of of looking good and and um, dressing well like the projection that you then give because you feel better about yourself you know you, you, you're more likely to pass that on to others and create an aura around yourself that, that others will will be more likely to interact with you so you're in a state of almost welcoming others kind mm-hmm. of thing and I think to relate that back to the ego wanting to dress well is is wanting to, to look good and wanting to appear good. I suppose you could argue that that is ego because you like the feeling of that. Yeah. But again, that's a good thing. But then the book, Random Al has just joined us. Good okay. to see and have you with us, Random Al. Um. But again, the negative aspect of that... i got it. You got it? The negative aspect of the, of that is the fact that a lot of anxiety and stress can, can spout from that because you're so concerned with with what others think and what others say and what others believe about you that you start, you know, worrying and then the ego is just telling you, Well you're not good enough or you you know, this you should do this or, you know, and judging everything that you do and and, and things like that. So I know that was a really long winded answer to, to to the question that you asked me. But um I think that was, you know, that's what I perceive perceive the ego. Well
0: there's a there's a tendency in let's call it the new age world or spiritual world, whatever it is for people to like ego bash themselves mm-hmm. and think about it. Cause I've read it. I've done a bit of meditation and I've read Eckhart Tolle's book. I realized that the ego is what's making me unhappy in life. So mm-hmm. I need to get rid of my ego, yeah, yeah, yeah. which actually is just another form of self hatred.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So every single part of yourself should have the same amount of love. And like in the hippie movement, it's like they're all about, A lot about their love for nature and love for people in third world countries, but a lot of them and you can see almost. And I've seen this from some events I've been to lately, which are more of a hippie type of crowd. Mm. There's almost like a lack of self-care and self-love, and to me, like the real. Healthy people. Someone like Aubrey Marcus, for example, who we both like. Yeah. You look at him and he's like, he's in great shape. You listen to his podcast and he's like wise and kind and generous, and he's all about helping others. But there's also like the element of self love as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, I think, and this is, you know, this is common. Like you hear this a lot. But in order to, in order to give other people the most of what you want to give them, you've got to be happy with yourself. And I think, I think Aubrey Marcus said this on a quote the other day, actually, is you are, um, you are less likely to be able to serve others well if you can't serve yourself well. And, and I think by that meaning, you know, you, you're not looking after yourself in, in so many different ways, um, obviously, like, physically and, like, psychologically. But I think that's a massive, um, massive, um, you know, thing. And I think a lot of people perceive... Um, if you are you know, if you do take care in your appearance and you do dress well and you are and that confidence you you do find yourself confident in situations. A lot of people might will perceive that as arrogance. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Yeah. And and you know, they think oh, you know, it's just full of ego and this, that and the other but it isn't at all. It's it's being you know, being happy with yourself and you know, I think the way you look and, and all that sort of thing is, is a big part of it, isn't it? You know, if you think it. about
0: it, there's a negative connotation if you, if you said to someone or you said about somebody else that guy loves himself. Mm. That would be a negative comment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? I oh, know. <laughs> it shouldn't. And, be. and
1: I think that the people that you would generally think that about, though, are the people that are fully consumed in themselves. Like, they love themselves, but then that is like full stop. Or as the Americans say, period. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, they love themselves, end. They're not giving anything back no to anyone else. else. Yeah, it's to be able to, you know, loving yourself, and then that goes on to then being able to write. Okay, I'm happy with myself. I can. I want a pat. I want to. You know, I want others to, to, to feel that that same way. And by this, by the way, I don't. This again, not as a disclaimer as such, but just wanting to. You know, this isn't again. There's no arrogance attached to this at all. And me and me and Jay aren't just sitting here thinking. You know, we love ourselves and this that and the other it's just being happy with your situation who you are mm-hmm. you know I have a big scar on the top of my nose right there that I've had to that was hard at first we had, I haven't really spoke about this and I was like jeez and, and you know my nose got all crooked at the top because of it and sort of hit, hit my face on the floor and then you just kind of and it's part of you isn't it you yeah. accept it do walk around like this stuff for those on Periscope <laughs> <laughs>
0: so if we bring this back to the tank and that line of inquiry yeah and let's take it like a bit broader than the tank which I just describe as technologically aided meditation that's Mm -hmm. to me all that flotation is yeah you can float for an hour a little easier than you could maybe sitting on a bed because you've got less distraction Yeah, but how might somebody out there listening now who's considering doing a flotation tank session or getting into meditation how do you think that you know understanding the ego and loving themselves could be aided
1: well, straight away, I think, if you are happy with yourself, that comes alongside not judging your thoughts and feelings and the way you look, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Because it is good to obviously initially judge those things in terms of especially aesthetics because you want to you wanna sort of you again, you want that projection. You want a positive projection, don't you? Both yeah. in body and mind. And that obviously, mind comes with, the projection of mind comes with kindness, doesn't it? I think generally... But then, if you if you're dressing well, that projection is is then the aesthetic. Some people look at that in a negative way, don't they? That the irony of it is that's their ego looking at you and thinking, you know, one thing or another. But um, so, I mean, in terms of you ask me again, I'm getting I'm going off on a tangent again. Then so
0: the self love, the ego, health, having a healthy ego, how like that? benefited by meditation or floating I know you haven't floated yet but let's just consider it a meditation
1: well I think straight away so having a healthy ego how that can actually benefit your meditation I think straight away when when your mind I think if you have got an ego and that ego is judging everything that's going through your mind you know what I'm saying so your ego is telling you that oh you've done something oh you didn't do that right or you didn't do this right I think <clears throat> that initial judgment then can really lead to like stress and anxiousness, yeah. Because you're constantly worried about something, and then if you're constantly worried about something, you start worrying about things that potentially might happen, yeah. Mm. And I think if you if you, if that happens, if you're worrying about the future, is generally in in layman's terms, is could you know it's anxiousness, isn't it? Worrying about what might happen tomorrow. And then maybe worrying about what's already happened in the past is stress, isn't it? You would think. Yeah. So if your ego, is, if you're constantly ticking away in your mind, and that is transferred into your meditation, your clarity goes, doesn't it? Mm. And I think the essence of meditation in itself is to just allow those thoughts to pass. Yeah. Yeah, and that, So anyone who's in that mindset who feels like that, meditation is is for them isn't it and I think being happy with yourself and happy with the, and just allowing the ego to just you know these thoughts to come and go allows that clarity of mind during the med, during meditation and when you've got that clarity of mind the more you do it the more you can take that into your life into your general life isn't it yeah and that's the magic of the magic of meditation is taking the 10, 20, 30 minutes that you do a day and employing it into the rest of your life and when you can do that I mean you've, say you've cracked it but um, John's John's got a comment about super ego there, but yeah. So that's that's my. I've got a super thing. ego. That's <laughs> <laughs> <So> good. <laughs> but that's my. That's my. Good adjective. Thoughts on? I know it sort of crosses over. Okay. Into
0: into. So on that note, <clears throat> I think as we're at the kind of the half an hour mark. Yep. I don't think there's much more to do other than turn up tomorrow, do the float, and see see what we think. Uh. Yeah, I think it's going to be good fun for both of
1: us. Yep. Yeah, but um, in answer to your question that you asked me first, what my thoughts going into it, I could have probably said I'm looking forward to it. And that's I was <laughs> in in a few words, in less than a minute. But yeah, that's excited for tomorrow, and then look forward to obviously voicing opinions back on here tomorrow, maybe the same time.
0: But it is good to talk about stuff as well. I was. We'll end on this note. Eckhart Tolle someone we've mentioned a few times in this podcast listening to his talk about the Tao the Diching which is this 2000 year old uh, text that was written by some someone far more enlightened than me I'm not going to claim to, to know their name uh, but it, the Tao is basically like this infinite consciousness awareness whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and the first line of the book in the translation is uh, let me get this right the Tao that cannot be spoken is not the ultimate Tao Oh, yeah. And yet, the book goes on for another three thousand pages to describe it there, and what it is. So, it's good to talk about things sometimes, even to just give people a glimpse of what it is that you're describing. Yeah,
1: and and go into you know into the details that are surrounding
0: it. Yeah, massively. Okay, so we'll see you on the other side. If this is the podcast you listen to, there'll be some sort of jingle. And, and you'll like, hear us in about five seconds. Time. Like the
1: smoke on stars in the ice kind of thing.
0: Otherwise, if you're on Periscope, <laughs> you're going to have to wait a day. Yeah. Right. Over and out. Peace. Float. At this point, I thought we'd give a shout out to uh, hosts for the podcast, the podcast, the float today, which was Float Beyond in Wilmslow, Cheshire. And they were fantastic hosts for our pod, uh, float and eventual podcast, which we are back to now.
1: So let's start with, where should we start, your experience or mine? Um, start with you first, because I'm still so relaxed, I can't get my words, words out properly. So, Okay, in that case, you I'm going to hand this over to you. And you can ask me the questions. All right then, cool. So, Jay's done this um, third time, cool, this one. Yes, third time. So, third time. So, how did you, what was the difference between first, second and third time for you then in terms of like developing it from, development from now um, compared to the first time and second time that you did it?
0: Well, as I said in yesterday's broadcast, first one very much uh, a good relaxing experience but just nothing like the the second one, which was an actual flotation tank. Mm -hmm. So the first one very much just lying there for an hour, it was nice, it was comfortable, warm, and all that stuff. Second one, first time in the actual tank, like I said, and very much acclimatizing to what it's all about. Like it's a a little bit strange getting comfortable and stuff. And so this time I thought, I sort of knew what position I would go in, because I got that nailed last time. And also had, the sound wave stuff at the start, which oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the guy who worked there, Liam, did. So from, what he did was, which didn't happen the second and first times that I did it, he's got some tuning forks and clings them together and it creates like a sound wave thing that gets your brain into a binaural beat, binaural beat the yeah. theta state that we look for when we meditate or whatever. It supposedly brings that on quicker. So that was the, a first for me as well. And um, whether it was that or just the fact that it was... Uh, my second time in that actual tank I was able to get in a, a more relaxed state a lot quicker both in mind and also like body as well because I had I remember last time uh, the I get a lot of tension in like back and neck there and that was playing me up for pretty much the whole time whereas this mm. time I was either able to just push through just it mentally like or yeah and get my just relax my head a bit more I think trust like I like maybe we said yesterday you have to kind of trust that the water's going to hold you yeah, 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 yeah. and so yeah I I, I seem to remember like different body parts at a time relaxing so for instance I'd think I was relaxed and then I'd realise actually like my right arm I'm kind of propping my shoulder up a bit so it would be like just let that go and then there'd be like know something in my legs or whatever and it felt like one by one I'd notice little areas of tension where I could just just relax and the last one being I remember it was my jaw I realised that I was Kind of tensing my mouth shut. Maybe it's because thinking about getting the water in. But then, mm. eventually, like just put my head back a bit more and open my mouth just slightly so, until I felt like I was doing nothing with the muscles. Mm. Yeah. And then from that point onwards, it was like merging with the water almost. So because the water is the same temperature as your skin, it takes a few minutes to get used to the <coughs> the temperature of the tank. But I felt that you know where my body ended and the water started just like blending kind of all. fused together. Yeah. 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 I, feel, I kind of felt that. Yeah, before I go off on a tangent, you know, well, directly. what else do you want to know?
1: Right, so <clears throat> compare it to, like, uh, like we did a meditation tonight, compare it to that. Like, to compare, like, the two together, like similarities and differences. Okay. okay. So, compare the two together.
0: Okay. So, I think you mentioned this as well. With the meditation, you, you're you a lot more connected to your body still. Mm-hmm. So, something mm. you do in the meditation is the body scan, so you focus on your feet ankles, knees all the way up until you get to your head, and like you said that that isn't as possible in the tank because you can't feel the body, yeah, you can maybe feel your head and bit areas of tension, but generally you can't feel much, so that's a bit tricky to do so i went I was doing a slightly different type of meditation where you just follow a mantra, so mm. you breathe in and make it like. Say so yes, it. Uh, so it's for, for me. It's ma ra na Tha That's ra, what the first one I ever heard. <laughs> so you breathe in. You go ma out ra na. Tha. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, so I did that one because I thought that's going to give me at least some focus hmm. compared with the meditation where I'll generally do it like a, the body scan type thing. And, and light's different a bit as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, particularly tonight we did it outside, so there's a lot more light against the back of your eyelids, whereas in the tank again, there's yeah, just nothing. There's
1: nothing. Yeah.
0: So it's like in the tank, all that's left is your mind. Yeah. Whereas in meditation, you've got your whole body, your whole being, the yeah, whole world yeah, to to yeah. contend with. And in the tank, it's just you. Yeah. It's like, and you, oh, I'm, you always say that to yourself in there, like you, you shut the tank and you close the lid, and you're already feeling like maybe a bit uncomfortable and restless. Mm. And it's like, right, it's just me and you, now brain. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you just got me for an hour.
1: Yeah, no, I, was, I thought like from from my experience cutting sort of you off for a second crawl was um, one trillion percent different to how I expected it to be. So I expected to be able to go in, and again, <clears throat> just to remind people, you know, from the, from the first one, into the tank, which is, you know, full of, of, of water. Uh, so how, how, how much water would you say is, like, inch-wise is, is up? Like, probably about, like, like A six? foot? Yeah, you reckon? Or maybe less than a foot. yeah. Like, Not much, but yeah. So like, you get in, and as soon as the door, as soon as the top door closes, there's a light that stays on for a little bit, and then there's like relaxing music playing, and then that just goes off. Then and you close your eyes, and then like like Jay just said, it's just you and your mind just for for a full hour i expected to be able to go in and be comfortable with the fact that i could just be in like a med just run through my meditation sort of um the the steps that i do when i'm meditating and it just be in that state but as mad as it sounds my mind wouldn't let me do it like i said this to you when we came here didn't i i was i was lying back in the water and i don't know whether it's because my posture because i'm normally sat up and doing it and i'm not used to it but i was lying down and i think right let's let's get myself used to like the physical senses of of the body now but because there are no physical senses. My mind was just stopping me from doing it. So I couldn't do it. So it's like, right, evaluate, like sort of feel, you know, the way your body feels against the water, but you can't because the water where the water ends and where your body starts is, is, it can't be felt. Yeah. So it was like, it was almost impossible to do it. So then I found myself, right, let's try and do like a body scan from, from head to toe. And, um, and let's sort of again see like the the head like going down. Is there any way my body's feeling? Is there any tension? but then I couldn't do that either. I was getting to like my torso, and my body again was just like not having it, so I was just yeah. like, right, okay, so that I didn't expect that, so then I just thought, right, so I'm just gonna just gonna lie in down and just breathe, and then with that like my my body then. <coughs> On, Andre Guedes on Periscope just said hi, so I'm just gonna give a thumbs up to that. Hello. Um, but like then it was weird because I said to you when I came out and Liam didn't know about that ice cream taste. Do you remember? Yeah. So like, you've got some sort of childhood memory come back. Yeah, yeah, like it taps into like your subconscious apparently word. when you when you when you, you that alone in, with all the senses cut off, which is what, what was done. It can it can tap into the, to the subconscious, and I tasted in my mouth an, an ice cream that I'd had like on holiday, like probably when I was about eight, like and I only ever had it once. It was like a, I remember it was like vanilla coated in chocolate and a cone. A ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a ninety nine. Like imagine like you know like soft scoop ice cream that's got like a hard chocolate coating on with nuts in. Yeah, and then like a, an actual cone, I felt like I tasted that, like, and I obviously didn't because I was in the tank. <laughs> obviously, I'm love it. And um, and like, yeah, I, I, and then I, I like when I meditate, like when thoughts come in, I'm generally pretty good at like watching them, observing them, watching them go. But these thoughts, I was thinking, but the, the thoughts were vague and the thoughts were like not very clear. They were just like don't know, it's like really hard to explain. Like, just, I was thinking, but I don't know what I was thinking about, even though I was trying not to think. I got it. As well, you got it. Um, yeah, so, on that side of it, that was like the psychological side of it. And then, another psychological side of it as well, was time. Um, Time, like, became non-existent really because you're in a t- time without sounding like stupid really, time was put po- time there was there nothing time no in material yeah. yeah because you're in there for an hour but because everything else is cut off time gets cut off because time's your perception isn't it time's just how you perce- your perception of things so like as I was thinking that maybe 20 minutes half an hour had gone by the light came on and the music came back on and it was time it was done and like, the error was gone and an error an era had passed by and that was like that was crazy like I I didn't feel like I'd been in there for an hour at all I thought like that lad was saying when he came in there was a guy that came in after us that was saying he thought like people were playing tricks on him before because yeah. every time he did his error it felt shorter and shorter each time because his perception of time was just becoming you know jolted almost yeah yeah definitely. I mean
0: same for me definitely the first time in the float tank it was like like I said it just like whizzed past and I didn't yeah. know where the time was I definitely didn't go to sleep either I don't fall to yeah, sleep yeah, easily, particularly yeah. in like a strange environment I've got to
1: be in my own bed and mm-hmm. pillows yeah. and all that stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird how the time just yeah because I, I was never asleep but I, I wasn't in that state either of you know the in between stage of like being asleep and being awake you kind of like just daydreaming does I yeah. wasn't there either. I got there
0: a little bit like um we've talked about something I mean, where you drop enough to sleep and you'll kind of see faces or yeah, yeah, random yeah, yeah. Words. words will come into your head. Yeah. I had a few of them, but I'd, I'd say we're not deeply in that state. Yeah. I just got to like a, a place where the thoughts would, ju- I was just like, Oh, I'm going to just, just let them be. Yeah. And then it, it was almost like I was resisting the thoughts to begin with, as you always do. Yeah. And then I got to a point because I said, oh, I'm just going to let them be. Thus. I kind of saw like my belly was rumbling and I kind of needed the toilet a bit so there was all sensations there and I just saw it all as like different parts of my body that I want that need to run like my digestive system needs to continually run my respiratory system needs to continually run and so does the thinking system almost I just felt like almost I'm not going to say literally looking down on myself but Mm. maybe in just a slightly higher place just observing it mm. Another question for you. We talked a lot, a lot yesterday about expectations and not having any expectations. Yep. Was that a success, successful strategy or not? Or did you just naturally have some expectations and did they surpass or fall short?
1: I think naturally, I think my expectation, despite saying that I I'm, was going into it with like a blank like a line, I probably thought that it was gonna be um, just a meditation in water is basically what I thought it was going to be a meditation in water and just that could possibly help with getting into the meditative state faster because of the, the temperature of the water and the, the floating side of things but it was I would class the two as completely different like yeah. I said to you the night earlier that I think that like the meditation would definitely help that I I, I put. I think the flotation tank would help the meditation more than the meditation would help the flotation tank. That's what I. Okay. That's what I think. So, I, like when we meditated tonight, I found myself. I was, you know, we did twenty minutes. It was outside. It was nice, but it was. <clears throat> I feel like the flotation tank helped me. I did get into a state of like my mind wasn't thinking too much. You know, there was obvious, obviously thoughts, but like I found that it was it was clear and it was it was nice. Um and it was relaxed. But with the flotation tank, my expectation was, even though I said I wasn't really gonna have one, it was completely what I, the opposite to what I thought it was gonna be like. Like, I, like <clears throat> when I said like time, like time became, like I already said, it became irrelevant um feeling there was no feeling there was nothing to draw upon there was no tangible proof of the body was there (laughs) (laughs) and if my mind became it you know if you start uh, it was just and you can see like I'm struggling my my words are kind of at the minute because it's very difficult for me to put it into into words to say how it was I think a lot of people like the guy that went in before us came out and he put his head on a pillow and he'd probably just gone into it just thinking this is just going to be purely relaxation and he had the music playing and he had the music playing and his would have just been right a nice warm haven of relaxation like a big bath or something yeah Yeah, exactly where my expectation was more his was probably 100% physiological whereas my expectation was more psychological yeah like I didn't I wasn't really interested in the body, the, the effects it would have on like maybe potentially healing, you know, a, a sore neck or something like that. I wasn't interested yeah. in that side of things. I was interested in how it could get me into a state of deep meditation and relaxation where, you know, potential visuals could come in or, or you know, that uh, the feeling afterwards. You would you would feel something afterwards. But that it did really, like afterwards, when we were sitting in, in the chairs after we got like... So you... To, to sort of give that give float beyond a, a shout out as well. They give you so much like you when lots you lots of little touches that yeah. are taken care of, eh? Liam, the, the lad that was there today was, was brilliant. So we, we came out and um there's a sorbet, cause, because it's so full of salt, naturally the air's gonna be dry, isn't it? Like yeah. um so you made it a bit dry once you once you've done it. So it gives you like a, a shot glass of, of we had raspberry sorbet today, which was really nice. And then like a, a pot of like um herbal tea wasn't it with yeah, like ginger and and vanilla and things like that yeah. and, and that was that was a nice touch that was nice um, but yeah when I was sitting in there sitting in the um, the chair afterwards I was just completely and utterly just relaxed like more so than like when I've had like hour and a half massages before like it was just like everything was just still and it was just boom just real nice real real nice and yeah. that was so. Yeah, I mean, again, short answer to your question. What I expected it to be it wasn't, but that was not necessarily in a bad way. It's in a really good way because yeah. it, it was, it was, it was quality. Yeah, and definitely 100% recommend it and do it again. Yeah,
0: same. Sure. I found this time a much better afterglow type feel this time. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting out the tank and being like, you know, connecting with the body again and like. Sitting back up and just like feeling like yeah 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 it's like or appreciating yourself more and then appreciating the surroundings more yeah, yeah like colours are a bit crisper and mm. and then you get in the shower afterwards and to, to just feel like lots of sensation yeah, on the yeah, skin yeah, yeah. Yeah. and wash your hair like it's good
1: and we went to we went to eat afterwards as well didn't we yeah and just tasted nice didn't it yeah <laughs> just, not, not obviously food you know um, we were talking about you know food when you're hungover. Like, with it being like um, just tasting better, like that, it, it had that element to it, didn't it? Yeah, like that barbecue sauce on those chips with the cheese and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I actually remember thinking the last time
0: that I, I was a bit drawn away from unhealthy foods. Like I felt I wanted to eat something healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today it was kind of the opposite. Just wanted just yeah, wanted to eat so something big.
1: We we've been going gym a lot as well, haven't we? So we just want some calories. Yeah, but yeah it was. It was. A great experience, and yeah, I would love to do it again very soon,
0: yeah, talks a little bit about visions, any slight visions or none?
1: do you know not- re- when I was in the tank, no, but you mentioned about um with the the forks doing the the binaural beats before, yeah, um when that was like coming in like when, when they were next to my head you know that f- sound of like that vibrational sound when you've got to its pinnacle of its mm. loudest point yes yeah, so, exactly yeah so it's like zzz, and when it went high like i'd almost felt like i was seeing like the frequency of the, of the sound kind of thing in color or no just just in like just like grayscale, like just just can't yeah can't, again can't really explain so imagine if you close your eyes now and obviously on the podcast you're not gonna be able to hear that like, close your eyes like bleak like half you know if i'm like waving that in front of you now that's a slight change of light yeah like that really like just when the sound was at its biggest, at its loudest point yeah and i've had that i've had that a couple times before when i've been meditating to binaural beats like when you just hear like it's like a ring and then the, but there's there's like so many layers of like sound isn't there yeah yeah, and that definitely did get me into a into a like a real relaxed state in that chair and then going into the going into the tank did you did you say you have any visions any
0: any? Uh, well it's kind of similar to meditation I'll get like I think this the scientific name is like phosphenes or something and they like play off the back of your eyelids which in yeah. normal meditation because there's a light in the room you expect it in the tank, it's, a bit, it's kind of a bit strange, though, because there's no light to actually hit the back of your eyelids, really. So it mm-hmm. f- shows that that is purely, like, some mental thing that's ha- going on or whatever else you want to interpret it. But the, the most strange vision, this is something I was talking about while you were floating because, of this, you know, we went, took it in turns, obviously. I was talking to Liam, the float guy, about it. We talk about synchronicity. And so the, the strangest thing that happened to me today, people oh, think yeah. I'm pretty crazy, like, when I say this, but... It's what happens uh, Go with it. the truth is the most important thing and it's you know he 'll have your own interpretation whatever I say, but I woke up this morning and in in bed, obviously, and there was like something orange on the wall in my field of vision, the so, so <laughs> turned my head and it 's gone and then it 's just obvious that it 's like something in the corner of my eye, like when you blink, you kind of see colors sometimes and it happened again like in the living room downstairs when we were eating breakfast and stuff mm. and it was fairly insignificant really but because it happened twice I kind of thought mm. something weird there
1: yeah.
0: and then we did the float obviously the hour passed the music comes back on so you just sort of lie in there moving your body around a bit like getting back to, to normal yeah yeah and then the light in the outside of the room comes on which creates like where the rim of the tank closes yeah, because yeah. the light outside is orange yeah. it makes like a, an orange line above your head yeah and that then made an orange light come into the tank and on the surface of the water was like the exact same size, the exact same colour of the one I'd been seeing this morning, which I can safely say I ne- I'll never see like an orange thing Far dots on. before.
1: Yeah.
0: And I found that with other sort of visionary experiences I've had, which is synchronicity seems to become like intense, intensified around that experience. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which I, I can't explain. We often, talk about happened. we often talk about numbers as well, don't we, on the back of that? Yeah. Of like repetitive numbers of like, see my Twitter name is is Tim Early 2020, and that's because I always seem to see 2020, and you 1111, and those mm-hmm. are quite often in, those numbers together at, at times of importance as well, like significance. Like what I I used to, um, I I moved to America a few years ago, um, again going off on a on a tangent, and I was struggling at one point about wanting to come home. <clears throat> And I was toying with the idea and I, I tried to come back and I didn't come back and then I tried again. And at that point, I was seeing so much, like eleven, eleven, twenty, twenty, 2020, all the time, all the time. Like I was, I was seeing it on clocks, I was seeing it written down, I was seeing it on, you know, just, just, and I wasn't, I wasn't, subconsciously, I may have been looking for it, but I was just seeing it all the time. And yeah, and I, I always, and I said to you earlier, and I like whenever I see 2020, I feel like it's a, a, a sign of like being on the, doing the right thing, Kind of, yeah. you know, i like 2020, clear vision, seeing things clear, clearer clarity, and and yeah, so you know, on the back of what you just said about the light, sort of, or, or following you, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that with numbers as well.
0: And Terence McKenna said, I told you this quite the other day. He said the way to embrace synchronicity in your life is to embrace numbers. Yeah. Which people will think, well, what's the point in that? Numbers are like just something we create, count, or whatever. But as he points out. No one can explain, anyone who thinks we're crazy, why Why numbers describe nature. So, some of you may be aware of the Fibonacci sequence. If you Google the Fibonacci sequence, you'll see it's uh, a specific set of numbers. Like, it, it's, I think it's the next number plus the previous number which yeah. equals the next one, so one, two. One add two is three, so then it's three. Two add three, so it's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three add five, so it's eight. But this sequence is represented throughout nature. like. Shells of snails and crustaceans, and they have that spiral is a physical uh, representation of the Fibonacci sequence. It's in like many plants and all this other stuff.
1: It's like number maths, just in, in just like being mirrored in nature, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not mirrored, but like as uh, just it is, they're both the same thing, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. and even it's the fibonacci. I may be referencing bad science here, but I think I've heard it said that the pineal gland is also. Like it's got a Fibonacci. Oh, is that the what
1: releases DMT?
0: Which people say is your third eye, pineal gland, yeah. chakras, and all that stuff, which yeah. I don't know enough about to to talk about really. But mm. there is something to numbers and the universe and creation, or yeah. something we would see.
1: Yeah, I agree, completely agree, Core. And uh, I think that was that those, that was that that magic that unknown will be revealed one day. I yeah. think. The solar system is, is it's universe, another Fibonacci sequence. Or some of that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, interesting stuff.
1: But yeah, like like you say, overall, like as a, as a conclusion to, to it all, obviously this is the same podcast, but for us there's been 24 hours difference, hasn't there? Yeah. But for those listening, it will literally be back to back. Um, the expectation was blown out of the water, really, because I didn't expect it to be what it was but that's in a positive way. I was expecting it to be positive, it was positive, but not in the way that I expected it to be. Yeah, um, Yeah, but I'd, I'd like to see how my experience would develop over time, because if it's anything like meditation in the sense of development, then it will become more intensified and, and different the more you do it, and there'll be each time will almost be different in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was
0: thinking about what you were saying earlier about how it wasn't like um, just what you thought it would be like a meditation. Yeah. I think it's because like training the mind is such a potentially vast field. Like just like training the bodies, you can do running, you can do lift, yeah, 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 yeah. weightlifting, yeah. powerlifting, football, and there's so many different ways. Way with with the training way. the mind, it's like you might only think of meditation, and then you yeah. do floats, so and you think, "Oh, that's going to be the same," but it turns out to be just a different yeah, yeah, skill yeah. set. Could be.
1: One's road running, one's going to the yeah. gym, one's lifting weights, one's doing the exercise bike. One's it's a good analogy actually. And I then there's there's about.
0: also sorts of different like yoga, or, yeah, which is physical as well. But there's also that mind element to it of training. Yeah, the, that's why they call the warrior poses because yeah, it's it's a it's a mental thing to stay in that posture and yeah. it kills your legs and yeah.
1: No, that's it does, it does, I like that. I'll use it at some point <laughs> please
0: do reference me
1: I will reference you otherwise my ego will take it <laughs> right
0: so yeah anything else to say about your float or have
1: we covered I think yeah I think I think we've covered everything really it's hard for me to I wasn't I'm not often for those people that know me I'm not often stuck for, for words to describe things or to, to not, never short of words for conversation but it was an experience that is difficult to explain yeah you have you'd have to kind of do it yourself to, and I suppose right. everybody's experience is different as well yeah. isn't it So, but for my experience it was yeah. one of one of mystery yeah. but one of, of benefit of benefit for sure
0: shall I end with some synchronicity do it so yesterday or well not yesterday it's the same podcast if you're listening but it was yesterday for us and we ended with a quote which was the doubt which can be described oh, yeah. is not the real doubt yeah is yeah it. That's, is it, yeah Absolutely. So you can listen to us and we can, we're giving you a good account of it but <laughs> it's not not going to be anything like the actual experience so yeah. what do you say to
1: our listeners? I would say go ahead and have a go for yourself. I mean if I was if I was to if I was to, to advise anything for it I would say go with it without any It's hard to go in with it, without any expectation especially if you've listened to this but um Just go in and just think, right, all I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go in there, I'm gonna close my eyes, I'm just gonna let whatever happens, happen. Like, don't force a thought or force anything, just, I tried to force, like, that meditative process today, and it didn't work, but that kind of helped me in a way of my my mind was saying, it's not happening. So I kind of thought, okay, fine, and step back, and then just allowed, allowed, allowed it to my mind to think and whatever else to happen. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of advice for, but for people who are, might listen to this, go with it and try it, and and see what you think. Major advice. Do you want to plug? Uh, you want to plug? Uh, float beyond. I was just about to do that. I was <laughs> going to say. I
0: was going to say. Mark of ten for Float Beyond. Float Beyond
1: eleven out of ten. Oh, gotta be. Based on not only like the surrounding, but the the service and personability yeah. of Liam was was fantastic.
0: Some excellent touches. I'd agree. Yeah. And so follow them on Twitter as well. It's at Float Beyond. Follow us on Twitter at inter underscore podcast or Tim is at Tim Rowley2020. Let us know what you thought. Any comments, questions, let us know, and go to www.interventionpodcast.com Subscribe. Follow all the rest of it. Leave us a review on iTunes, anything like that, share, it would be a massive help. So we'll see you next time. We'll